1: Good morning. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Happy October 15 to you. Earnings season starting to accelerate just a bit. Um, so there's a little bit more news out there, which is good for me. Things that we could play with to kind of mash up some investment ideas. I know that I come across as crabby, I say things like wash your clothes on the shortest cycle possible, delicates. You don't have to like spend money, you don't have to throw money away forever and ever. Cut out soda, think about the money you'll save, but also think about the health you'll give yourself. Then again, I'll talk about Johnson & Johnson, Johnson Johnson was making no more baby tears shampoo when I was a little baby. To this day, they're still doing it. I imagine they'll be doing it for years and years to come. You invest in that business, I think it works out well for you over time. You invest in that business, I don't know what it does for you in the short term. Johnson & Johnson. Coca-Cola. Uh, out with pretty good numbers. Johnson Johnson a little bit better. Citigroup, Omnicom, and Charles Schwab also out this morning. Citigroup, not so good. Intel, CSX, and Yahoo tonight. Intel obviously Bay Area Company, Yahoo Bay Area Company, but they're in very different businesses. So we'll see a little bit of a uh, digital advertising and a little bit of hardware. CSX Choo Choo Train Company. Not that many not that many competitors for train companies. I like trains as my transport player over trucks. And usually over planes. In large part Trains don't have a lot of competition, and they can carry, one engineer can carry 200 cars, whereas trucker, it's one car, maybe two cars at most. Macy's going to open on Thanksgiving for the first time in its history. Again, just accelerating that Black Friday is now really Black Thursday, or Black for Thursday. Teradata projected current quarter earnings and revenue below expectations. They've been hurt by competition, price competition. Alcatel-Lucent Chief Executive Michael Colmes told a European radio audience the company could go out of business if it cannot cut costs and jobs. His comments come as workers plan to protest over Alcatel's recent announcement that it could cut more than 10,000 jobs. Blackberry. Broc- burr, 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 burr. They've launched an ad campaign to reassure its customers that will remain in business. Oof. <laughs> Not good. It's like you going up to your specimen. I'm a okay. But really, I'm okay, I'm not dying. I'm not dying. I'm I'm okay. Just a flesh wound. When businesses have to tell people they're going to be okay, it's typically not a good thing. Coldwater Creek, they're going to explore strategic options. The retailer's sales slides are accelerating. It expects current court earnings to be below its prior guidance, despite cost-cutting initiatives and other moves. Oh, government shutdown in a couple of days. Oh, we're 16 points from our all-time high on the SP 500. How does that happen? Um, what happens if we do go over that quote-unquote government spending deadline, government cut deadline? They say that a deal could be done as early as today, basically spreading out three or four major decisions over three or four months. Um, what else is there out there? Oh, Apple. They're hiring Burberry Chief to end their search for a head of retail. Burberry Chief Executive Officer Angela Erhance, head of retail operations for Apple now, going to start in the spring. Ending a year-long search and adding the first woman to its 10-member executive team. She's 53, and she's leaving Burberry CEO. It's going to come be head of retail chief reporting only to Tim Cook. I find that one a little puzzling. Ferber is a great brand. And they do a great job socially. But I don't know. It just does it brings up that question. Citigroup posts a three point two billion dollar profit amid slumps in mortgages and trading. That's not good. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money invested in more. Um SP five hundred's down one. The is down twenty. NASDAQ's up five. So again, we're within you know spitting distance of a record high on SP five hundred. That's good. So we got go- that going for us, which is nice. Uh, played with a Samsung phone yesterday, uh, Samsung wristwatch yesterday. Not that impressive. It's okay. But for the money, no. Played with a new iPhone 5s. It's a pretty good piece of hardware. This camera's really good. <clears throat> um, some other stories of note today. Tesla was raised to outperform $240 price target. Firm raised its 2017 targets by about 50%. This is based on the mass market electric vehicle launches. I keep waiting to see what GM and Ford and Toyota are going to come out with in 2015, 2014. Vehicle. It's going to be interesting, because so far there's no competition. And Tesla's the... They're saying, you know, people want a seventy to $90,000 car. I'm stunned by that, but again, I'm not a car person. Microsoft was raised to a buy today from hold. Price target was raised to $42 from $33 over at Jefferies. I would expect Microsoft at some point in time to start announcing a breakup of the business into the consumer and into the enterprise. Their enterprise is doing great. Their consumers are struggling. Just honestly to stay relevant. In a day and age where people don't really expect much from their operating systems and probably want a thinner, skinnier micros operating system. Again, some nerd's gonna email me and spit on me about that one, but that's okay. Teach calls in the area, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Um Got a couple of events coming up. One of the things I'm going to ask, you, if you do come to the Walnut Creek event on October 26th, it's in the Walnut Creek. It's a Saturday event. If you want to bring an old phone, I'm doing a phone drive for a charitable foundation. An old phone drive, and the funny part about it is, it could be five, it could be two or three generations old. So I'm just collecting old phones. Data will be wiped. Data will be, uh, phones will be repurposed. I'm sure, uh, but. I'd love for you to bring a phone out to an event, see how many people actually stop by, how many people stop by to say hello. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Going to be talking with market strategist today, Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. It's coming up in about 15 minutes. It's coming up in about 15 minutes. Domino's is missed by a penny. Revenue is up 7%. Like... That's where I start running into the point of stories. I don't have enough space for that one. I wish I did, but I don't. So, big deal on the government funding it through January, raising debt ceiling through mid-February, sets the table for new budget negotiations, aimed at striking some bargain by the end of the year. Remember, the Senate deal is not a congressional deal. The House would still have to pass any agreement the Senate passes. So, we've got a big event coming up at Walnut Creek on Money 101, as well as the Wealth Preservation. You can sign up for either or event. But remember, bring your old phones out. Sign up for either or event at RobBlack.com. To
2: Bloomberg,
3: Market Minutes.
2: No Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDO Double. Welcome in. Welcome back. in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. I don't know. you guys got to know that things will always change, right? I was watching a little baseball last night and the Dodgers' Puig hits a triple and he flips his bat and people are upset by that. And I think the people that are upset by that are, you know, some the people have played the game their whole lives, and some of the people are over 40. I want to see bat flips. I want to see him do a cartwheel as it comes into home base. I want to see it in football. I want to see it in baseball. I want to see it in hockey. I think celebration is wonderful. It conveys an emotion. When we as ticket payers spend an enormous amount of money watching a game, we don't want to see robots play. If we did, we'd stay home. We'd go watch Pacific Rim. There's a time and place for that, but... God, these traditionalists need to get over it and understand that new generation is the only chance sports have in the future. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll be talking to market analyst from the, uh, briefing.com, Patrick O'Hare. Right now, we have a slightly down market on the S P 500. Remember, debt ceiling coming up this week. s and 500 is down 2,032 NASDAQ, up 2. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, one of the biggest, most successful investors of all time, Warren Buffett. And a lot of people like to quote Warren Buffett, you know, kind of like, be like Michael Jordan, be like Warren Buffett in investing is the whole idea. Do you have any favorite phrases by Warren Buffett?
4: Favorite phrases by Warren Buffett? I'm not a guy that really kind of holds on to the the phrase idea, but, you know, he has a lot of phrases that, Make you want to buy things when everybody else doesn't want to buy them. For instance, right? pain today, gain tomorrow, right. is something that's attributed to them. Never. Now, was he buy when there's blood on the streets? Is that, I don't see, know. He's awful with quotes. Yeah, yeah. I can remember tax code, but I can't remember quotes. I mean, look, the thing about Warren Buffett is he's the kind of guy that likes to invest in what he can understand.
1: Which is another phrase that he has. Never invest in a business you can't understand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I know it's in there somewhere. So he wants it simple like McDonald's because you eat at McDonald's. He wants it simple like Nike because you wear Nikes. Or in his case, you know, Coca-Cola because you drink Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want you going out and buying the next great this, you know, Oracle. Oracle is a pretty complex business investment, you know, tied towards databases and business software, that the average person won't be able to wrap their head around it other than to say, I know they're doing something very high, highly skilled.
4: Yeah, and when he typically gets into plays like that, um, you know, a lot of his deals that he does, remember, are these convertible bond deals, where it's really the issue of loaning money at a high interest rate with the ability to turn around and buy the stock if the stock rallies. So he gets funded on the interest rate side, and then he has that total upside potential if he's able to go and invest in a company that turns around. So what he's doing is he's loaning money to companies that need it, but they have a turnaround plan, and the turnaround plan makes sense to him.
1: Which is funny, because he does have a phrase out there called, "turnaround around, seldomly turn. And he's telling the average investor, don't count on the common stock being saved quickly. Don't expect the big companies made a huge mistake to be able to uh, resuscitate themselves. Like an Eastman Kodak. Mm-hmm. That's been a turnaround story for 10-plus years before going into bankruptcy. It, it never turned. It never It never got the, the corner that they needed to get.
4: I think this is the second time they've been in bankruptcy since you and I have been doing radio together.
1: And another, you know, a good example of a company that just can't turn around, um, Hewlett-Packard. They're having problems turning it around. Will they? Probably. Mm, probably. But when? We don't know. So stay away from those kind of investments. How about this one? Be fearful when others are greedy. Be greedy when others are fearful. That's
4: one of the best ones because if you look at, there's a uh, Callan Periodic Table of Investments. And you can Google it. Callan Periodic Table of Investments. How do Callan? C-A-L-L-A-N. Okay. And uh, there might be an H in there, so don't quote me on that one, but I believe, it's, I believe it's not. But you go to that site, and you can see that every single asset class rotates, especially on the small and mid-cap and emerging market side, which has been the best returns, really, over the last two decades, and where two-thirds of the growth is going to be coming from, which would be emerging markets over the next couple of decades, they're very volatile. And what happens is they'll spend three years at the top of the heap, the best asset class ever, and then they'll spend two to three years at the bottom, the worst asset class to be in. And so people typically look at their 401ks, and they're always buying the, the best one- and three-year average returns. You want to look at it and say, what's the 10-year average return, and has it has it done bad the last couple of years? You typically want to buy the ones that have a really, really good 10-year average return, but they haven't done so well the last two years because that's, that's when the timing's right. When it's scary to buy it, that's when you get the highest returns.
1: And another craze which that leads straight into is, unless you can watch your stock decline by 50% without becoming panic-stricken, you should not be in the stock market.
4: Well, you've got to define every investment. Is this investment a trade yep. where you're only willing to accept maybe a 7 to 10% loss? Or is this a long-term investment? If you're buying the stock, it's got a, a dividend that's being increased. Its earnings are growing. Its revenue is growing. It's doing everything right. It's continuing a dividend increase, but it might sell off 15% because of other market issues, systemic risk issues from debt, whatever it may be. You're, you're willing to let your long-term investments fluctuate more in price because you're getting a dividend all the time that's always going up versus a trade that you're making that's that you're only going to
1: get rewarded on the share price. And final topic for Warren Buffett, Chad Burton, CFP, an investor should act as though he has a lifetime decision card with just 20 punches on it. Do you kind of agree with that, that you know we only invest from age 20 to 60, and you probably should treat your investment decisions as you only make 20 of them, so make them correct? Yeah, I mean, 20 investment decisions would be hard to keep it to. That's... that's
4: You know, it's it's, illuminating, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a little scary, but people will make the same
1: mistakes two to three times before they figure out their their actual mistake. Before they stop doing it. He's probably just saying, be be honest with yourself and think before you jump. You know, look look before you leap.
4: Yeah, you know, the younger people, they just their their biggest asset is their ability to earn money. So you need to protect that and grow that with education. I mean, you've got to get highly educated in this type of an economy that we're in, where the unemployment rate's
1: four percent for highly educated people. You can find Chad Burton at newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com. He is a certified financial planner. You can also find his personal website, chadburton.com, chadburton.com. So gas prices are expected to potentially go a little bit lower throughout the rest of the year, down to maybe $3 a gallon. That would be a huge boost to you and me. I drive a good 50 miles a day. It adds up, you know. $4 gasoline, $8 a day. Woo, right? So, you give me a little extra money, I'm going to spend it. I was at a store yesterday that I was was kind of a discount store. uh, Looking for some Halloween stuff, some gear. And uh, I was astonished by the massive amounts of people. Who are looking for quote unquote discount stuff but also the people who were there buying clothes that they need to wear long story short there's a lot of poverty out there a lot of poverty we're barely getting by so extra money from gasoline for that family gets a lot further than it does for me for sure but it is what it is it's something to think about um, you can find me online robblack.com it's robblack.com don't forget to get two events coming up In Walnut Creek on the 26th of this month. It's a Saturday, a Money 101 for beginners, people who are still accumulating wealth. And then a financial planning wealth preservation event in the evening from 1 to 4 in the afternoon, 1 to 4 in the afternoon. You can sign up at robblack.com. Also, I'm doing an old phone drive for that event...
2: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Welcome back in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. i tried to do a show for Generation Y, Generation X, and millennials trying to focus on some slightly different issues. I recently saw a study on baby boomers and how they expect to work a little bit longer than they did 20 years ago. So 20 years ago, they asked, You're 40 years old, how long do you think you're going to have to work? 63 was the answer. Now they're saying 66. Six. That's going to be a little bit disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Briefing.com, Chief Market Analyst. How are you, Patrick?
5: Hey, Rob, I'm doing fine, thanks.
1: Uh, did you hear that little study that I threw out that people are having to admit i got to work longer than I thought I did to prepare for retirement?
5: Uh, you know i didn 't see that specific study but i 'm not surprised by what uh, by what i 'm hearing um, and I think a lot of that 's just kind of an offshoot of of what you know the the two thousand and eight you know financial panic really that uh kind of served as a real eye opener for a lot of people who were um you know staring at a sharp decline in home values and sharp decline in stock holdings and uh and even though, you know, some of that's been made up here uh, over the last several years, I think people are certainly um, a little bit more reticent to say that uh, they're going to cut things short in terms of their work life and, and now are anticipating they're going to have to work a little bit longer. But maybe on the flip side of that, um, they can uh, take heart in that they're probably going to live a little bit longer too because <laughs> average life expectancy is going up uh, relative to where it was 20 years ago as well. So.
1: Yay! We get to live longer in poor health. So, right. hopefully, health. oh, hopefully in good health. That's I say a lot of dumb right. things, but one of them is lose weight because you, you, age sixty to hundred, you want as best health as possible, and weight complicates things to say the least. Um, right. to, topic change. Topic change. I was a little surprised to see the SP 500 sixteen points from its all-time highs. I guess I assumed the damage last week was bigger than it was. I guess I assume that you know it we haven't been feeling you know big economic data uh, strengths. Are you a little surprised we 're within striking distance of record
5: uh yes, you know um I was actually been out the last uh, three trading days if you will um, okay. and uh, and a lot changed in that uh, three day period uh, the s and p five hundred went up three percent um and yet nothing changed in washington <laughs> you know it's still more of a case of of waiting and wishing and hoping and and accepting that that worst case scenario is going to be avoided, and so uh, the market continues to climb that wall of worry but if you know if the market's just going to run up on a headline that you know Congress seems to be you know nearing a deal, um, then we might as well keep on keeping on with this uh, dysfunction in Washington and just rally off those uh headlines let 's say a deal is imminent so You know, it's all really just, you know, a little bit silly, frankly. Um, The way that the government's functioning, uh, the effects of how the government is functioning, they're not good things, you know. Uh, Businesses are not going to be hiring uh, as much as they might, you know, if you took this whole political mess uh, out of the equation. Um, And, uh, you know, that's ultimately going to really slow down you know, the pace of economic recovery, but of course, the flip side for the stock market is that the slower the recovery, the longer the Fed stays the course, and uh, our assessment of things that the market continues to fall back on that very comfortable notion that it's going to be able to ride that wave of uh, liquidity uh, ever higher here because the Fed's not going anywhere anytime soon.
1: Oftentimes, I say that I'm not a snob. Of up market's an up market. I'll take it any way I can get it. I think you and I could probably agree over a beer that we've had up markets for five years based largely on part of cheap valuations combined with monetary policy that's been very accommodative. Not really on demand, not really on jobs, not really on the things that are higher quality. We kind of have a very lowbrow rally going. Is that okay to like have a lowbrow rally, transition into a Better quality rally, or are we going to pay for this one day?
5: Right. Well, I, you know, I think kind of your, your first statement is like you take it how you can get it. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, there's uh, if you're an investor, you want to see higher stock prices. Um, and the message that we've been preaching all along here, though, is that you have to be mindful of the risk that this is um, supported by some uh, unnatural forces. Um, the Fed is not. Going to be there forever. We certainly hope it's not going to be there forever. Uh, and when they take away the punch bowl, there probably will be, uh, you know, a price to pay. I mean, if, if logic holds that stock prices are, are being largely supported by that policy largesse, uh, then it would, should hold true. On the flip side, that when the Fed starts uh, dialing things back, the market will find it, a, you know, more challenging uh, unless you've got some real. Uh, genuine uh, earnings growth um, that is accelerating. So we don't know if that's going to be the case here, but is it okay to, you know, rally, you know, have a lowbrow rally? I I suppose it is. You know, I mean, it's it's, you know, maybe some retribution for the really, you know, difficult uh, the painful period people experienced in you know, the sell-off in 2008 and 2009. And the thing about the market is that it's always, you know, it's it's, it's about relative expectations, right? It's why a company can report, you know, earnings that are down and still, you know, the stock price still goes up because maybe those earnings weren't down as much as they were the year before. So the market sees it as a, a relative improvement, and it starts pricing in. It's a discounting mechanism that prices in better uh, earnings potential in coming periods. And so, um, you know, you saw that, I think it was the last week with JCPenney when they came out and uh, reported that, you know, they had third quarter same store sales that were down sharply but not as sharply as the year before and things just seemed to be getting better and so you saw a real you know big jump in the stock price that day and um, you know but ultimately uh, that, that gets you only so far um, and you have to you know come back and have things based on solid fundamentals to uh, keep stock prices moving higher and And, um, you know, when we're five years now into this low brow rally, we think it's getting a little long in the tooth, uh, and people are getting a little bit, uh, well, are getting fairly complacent here that uh, it's just, uh, you know, on to higher highs, and they need not worry about any setbacks along the way.
1: Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, briefing.com. I always kind of, like, hijack the first part, then I open it up to Mr. O'Hare to give us some insights on what he's working on, what he, what he wants us to know that may not be uh, conventional wisdom in the media. What do you have for us today?
5: Well, um, I wish I had something that was a little more unconventional, but, um, you know, I'm in this spot now where I need to be mindful and, and watchful of, of what we're hearing in, uh, on the earnings front, um, you know, to so take note of the fundamental forces that are driving the market. You know, earnings are the most important, and, um, you know, one of the things you know, we're starting to notice is that, you know, sure you've got, you know, the majority of companies that have reported are beating expectations. They're just not beating them by as much as they have in the past. And that uh, could be one element or a thematic element that we see unfold throughout the earnings reporting period. Simply because analysts didn't actually cut their estimates as much as they have uh, on average uh, coming into this reporting period, so um, you know, so it's something to be watchful of. If we get the sense that earnings growth momentum is slowing and these companies continue to sound a cautious note on their earnings outlook, so um, that's what I'm going to continue to watch, and we'll be writing about as the week progresses. But uh, and then also, I've obviously you know have to remain focused on uh, what's happening in D.C. and and what. Comes out of that, um, and no one knows exactly what's coming out of that yet. So, like everyone else, I'm just waiting and watching.
1: With that said, a little bit more color on the earnings season. I was reading through your morning report at briefing. dot com this morning. Citigroup, big revenue decline. I look at revenues. Coca-Cola, yep. big revenue decline. Johnson Johnson, yep. nice revenue increase. Johnson Johnson, obviously being a healthcare. Coca-Cola being yep. kind of a discretionary issue. Citigroup being a banking. Yep. I want to see banking do better out of those three, like rock, scissors, paper. To me, that's that's the growth indicator, per se.
5: Right. And, uh, you know, the early returns, J.P. Morgan, uh, Wells Fargo, Citigroup here, have been fairly underwhelming. Now, there's some special issues that have surrounded J.P. Morgan with their legal expenses, sure. but, you know, they all have talked about how, uh, you know, mortgage refinancing volume has has fallen. And, uh, and you know, if you, know, the, you want to sit there and say, well, gosh, you know, uh, the market can can handle higher interest rates. Well, maybe the market can for a bit, but it's clearly having an economic impact because uh, there's just not as much demand out there to refinance those mortgages. And uh, I think purchase demand will continue to wane if you continue to get higher mortgage rates as well. And so as we sit here and tangle with the debt ceiling issue and the potential of default and the spike in yields that will result if we get to that point, uh, that's clearly going to have a very negative impact on the housing market if, if you know, if that, scenario comes to pass, and we hope it doesn't, but um, but I agree with you, you know, you want to see some stronger uh, earnings out of the financial sector to lend some confidence to the idea that the economy is really kind of in a good position to... Uh, to move a pace uh, in the months ahead, and we're not getting that message at the moment.
1: Thanks for joining me. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. dot com. He's with me every Tuesday morning at seven thirty, every Wednesday morning at eight thirty Pacific time. Jeff Rosen, Doctor Jeff Rosen, the Economist at Briefing. dot com. I hope you get a lot out of those segments because that is a lot of professional insight packed into a very. A uh, quick package. You can find out more about briefing.com by going to their website, briefing.com. They provide independent live market analysis of the U.S. and the international equity markets. Some of it you're going to love. Some of it you're going to say not applicable for me. And that's perfect. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, or more. I do have an event coming up in Walnut Creek. Two events. Um, last three events of the year. Walnut Creek, I'm going to do my last Money 101, All Things Financial. This is for people under the age of 45 who are still accumulating wealth, who haven't started, or are behind, or are intimidated by one aspect of financials. In the afternoon, it's going to be a wealth preservation retirement planning. Hopefully, you're heading towards retirement in retirement, or want to learn more about what you're going to be facing in 10, 20 years. You can sign up for either event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't be shy. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black.
3: Eight hundred nine nine zero six.
2: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW.
1: Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing in more. We got the SP 500 down three, the Dow's down 50, the NASDAQ's down one. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Please don't be the person who goes dressed to dress Halloween the series, Miley Cyrus. Please show some restraint. I know some people, I just like, now I know what to do. Um, you look for interesting things during the season some people look for revenues some people look for earnings some people look for future guidance some people mix it all together earnings season is an important part that's a very active way of looking at the market and there's nothing wrong with that when companies have to report every 90 days and tell you how they've done there's nothing wrong with that Senators are hopeful that a fiscal deal could pass today. would be kind of nice if it happens today or tomorrow, before Thursday. But technical default, real default, I think there's going to be some winners here. We as a nation learn a little bit more about our problems. Are we willing to do something about it now or down the road? We are the nation of kicker-canners. Uh... At some point now, we've got to say, you know what? We probably shouldn't be driving $70,000 BMWs if we don't have a retirement nest egg. Because the government's not going to give us what we thought they were going to give us, so I better stop spending what I'm making. SP 500's down 4, the is down 57, the NASDAQ's down 3. Robert Schiller, he's an Yale professor, and some people agree with him, some people don't. But here's an interesting concept on real estate that may scare you to the point of renting for the rest of your life and not wanting to own. Now, this is important because some people on this radio station, some people in television, some people in newsletter worlds will say, like, real estate's the end-all be-all. It's not. Real estate's a big liability before it's an asset. Now, the fact that you can leverage it is wonderful, but it's also a nightmare. Schiller correctly predicted the U.S. housing bubble when no no one else said that it would happen. He was given the Nobel Prize for Economics this week. With prices still off their all-time highs, many can't help but ask him, is now the time to invest or not? For years, he said, you know, basically the same thing. Housing is not a great investment. This was an idea that he pushed in his must-read book, Irrational Exuberance. So, he had an interview recently with Bloomberg's Trish Regan. And he dismantles the idea of investing in a home. Trish Higgins says, then why buy a home? People trap their savings in a home. They're running on an opportunity cost of not having that money liquid to earn a better return in the market. Why do it? And he goes, absolutely. Housing traditionally is not viewed as a great investment. It takes maintenance. It depreciates. It goes out of style. All of those are problems. There's technical progress in housing. So the new homes are better than old homes. A lot like the new iPhones better than an old iPhone. He says, so why is it considered an investment? That was a fad. That was an idea that took hold in the early 2000s, and I don't expect it to come back. Not with the same force. So people might just decide, yeah, I'll diversify my portfolio. I'll live in a rental. That's a very sensible thing for a lot of people to do. If you think investing in housing is such a great idea, why not invest in cars? Buy a car, mothball it, sell it in 20 years. Obviously, not a good idea, because people won't want our cars. It's the same with our houses. They're really not made to be an investment vehicle. Homeowners understand that you can't sell a home with a 30-year-old roofing. You can't sell a home with 30-year-old carpets and kitchen appliances. Sure, the home price might go up, but investors must adjust prices for years of maintenance and renovations. home homes expensive. If there's one thing that I think it, everyone should have a conversation on, this is a good topic. It is. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. To get your calls in the air, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing or more. Um, got a couple of events coming up Saturday, October 26, A on Money 101, nothing's things financial, as well as wealth preservation retirement planning. It's in Walnut Creek. It's my only trip out to the, what I would say, the deep East Bay. Um, really, one of them gets you the essentials that you're got to know to accumulate wealth and then go out and have fun. And again, if your nest egg isn't $10,000 to $40,000 by age 30, you're behind. If your nest egg isn't somewhere between $100,000 to three hundred, hundred to $400,000 by the age of 40, you're likely behind. Now again, why such a big range? In large part, you have such a big range because uh, we all have different budgets and we all live in different areas. Some areas are more expensive to live in than others. Some areas have higher taxes to live in than others. But I could sure as hell tell you, you don't want to live off retirement, and social security as your only source of income. If you do, you may want to like be a person living in the woods, grizzly bear, grizzly bear man. So homes losing techni- homes losing out to technology. That's probably not a concept you've ever stopped and thought about. But it's a fun concept. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty 1220 to get your calls in the air. Again, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about airlines trying to squeeze out more legroom. We can talk about The Walking Dead leading shows on Twitter. As Twitter IPO marches ever so much closer, November 15, right around the corner. That's the expected date. Because we saw some government report filings that said, you know, lockup period will end January 15th. Or was it February 15th? I don't know. So there was an example of... I remember seeing it, but now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember the details. Oops. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, in more. Citigroup posted a $3.2 billion profit. Not bad. Slump in mortgages. Coca-Cola income climbs. North America's soaring strength. For Coca-Cola. two events coming up in Walnut Creek. Also, I'm going to be collecting old phones. I'm asking you to do me a favor. I'm collecting old phones for charity, and um, bring an old phone to the event. Drop it off. You don't even have to come to the event if you want to. Walnut Creek, October 26. More details at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Two events for two different types of investors.
2: Well, I can say-
3: Stop just dreaming about a brighter future. Go after it. If you're a technical thinker with the ambition to pursue your education, look to a leader in technology education. ITT Technical Institute. Call one 800 ITT Tech teaches skills and knowledge that can be used to pursue entry-level careers in our technology-driven culture. And ITT Tech is geared towards helping students pursue their goals. Instruction is designed to include practical, hands-on applications. For most full-time students, classes meet just three days a week, which can help make it easier for you to work and meet the other demands of life. Would pursuing a technology related education align with your personal goals? Then call for an ITT Tech brochure at 1 1-800-741-5123. 1-800-741-5123. Call ITT Tech at 1-800-741-5123. Classes are forming now, so call ITT Tech. 1-800-741-5123.
2: And My Heart Radio Station. KDOW, Palo Alto, the Bay Area's Business leader, A division of Salem Communications. On the NASDAQ. Digital experts at
1: U.S. News and 713 713-6416. Welcome in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Got a good show for you today. Plenty of stuff to talk about with earnings season, doing what it will do. Bring us conversation, debate. Today after the market closes, Intel and Yahoo report earnings, along with CSX. Uh, today... We've had a, a big run in information as well. Apple hires Burberry's CEO in Tim Cook's best decision yet, so says a lot of analysts. Uh, going with a high-end retailer, a CEO who may one day replace them. She's young enough. She's 53. Um, she's going to be running retail. When you look at Apple products, you look at a very high-end product. When you look at Burberry's products, you look at very expensive products, you know, the form factors, the, you know, the metallic finishes of a purse, the form factors of a purse, same thing as the form factors of a uh, iPhone or an iPad. She doesn't seem to be the type to sign a sweeping agreement. In large part, she was, she had it all. Head of C- C- CEO of Burberry, living in London. Stock's done great for Burberry. But she can create new product, and she can push new product. She can integrate store morale. Ron Johnson once ran that division for Steve Jobs. Details like a genius bar, roaming check stands, blue customers away. After Johnson left in 2011, they hired John Browett after six-month long search. His top priority was shifting associate focus from services to sales. He didn't just cut expenses; he cut salaries. So when retail, you know, servants—I'll like, oh, call them when they retail associates—when they feel a little dissed, they kind of pass that I- exactly back on to the customer. So you don't want your clerks unhappy. So that's an interesting hire, to say the least. SP 500's down to six today. The Dow's down sixty nine. nine. The Nasdaq's down to six. The budget impasse continues. There's a little bit of will they do it, will they not do it. Citigroup adjusted profit hit by bond trading slowdown as well as a slowdown in mortgage originations. Uh, Johnson & Johnson good quarter, Coca-Cola okay quarter. Macy's going to be open for Thanksgiving, pushing Black Friday all the way to Thursday. So is it really Black Friday anymore? Is it Cyber Monday? It's Cyber Thursday. Who the hell knows? I, I I don't like shopping. I was looking yesterday at a thrift store where you could buy some used clothes. I'm trying to put together a Halloween costume on the cheap, and there was a lot of a lot of people there doing the same thing I was doing, and I was a little saddened to see some people doing some real shopping. You know, there's a lot of real poverty out there. A lot of people who are trying to get their kids a Christmas gift for 5 bucks, And that's sweet. But there's a lot of poverty. and the, the distance between the haves and have-nots is clearly the biggest problem right now in the United States, in my opinion. The high incomes versus the low incomes, that gap is huge. And I felt a certain amount of guilt being in the store. Is that weird or What? Like, I saw this woman who was wearing some pants that were like six inches, seven inches, too long, so she was literally stepping on the material. She put together a decent-looking package, but she did it on the cheap, and she cut corners. The distance between the has and the has nots is crazy. Like, do I feel blessed? I do. Do I feel guilty? I do. I was lucky enough, and I say this all the time, and just, you're going to mock me when I say this. I was lucky enough to be born to parents that expected no less than for me to get college education. And if I didn't do that, I probably would have been a failure in their eyes. A little shocking to hear, right? A little shocking to say, you're lucky for what you got? Yeah, because some people are born with very low expectation parents. With very low expectation school districts. So... Interesting to be me. Okay, now we all know about Tesla. I just told you something pretty honest about me. I felt guilt. I hope you could be honest with yourself. Toyota Prius is slashing the price of the Prius. Toyota Prius. Toyota is slashing the price of the Prius. American consumers aren't impressed with electric vehicles and hybrids to pay what automakers are charging. Evidence is growing stronger. Average American consumers are not impressed with electrical vehicles and plug-in hybrids to pay the kind of prices that are premium. So Chode is going to cut the price on the 2014 Prius by $2,000 to $4,000, depending on the model. The most advanced version starts at $35,000. The lower price model starts at $30,000. This will be interesting to see how it plays into Tesla, too. Honda, Chevy, Fiat, and Nissan have all dropped prices on electric vehicles and plug-ins to attract buyers over the past six months. Sales of hybrids with plug-in features hit 267,000 units. Keep in mind, our market's about 16 million per year in the United States. That was up 16% year-over-year. Prius is a dominant play. So the results for these mainstream electrical vehicles, EVs for short, have been disappointing. Now, Tesla sold 15,000 of its Model S sedans, which started at $60,000 and cost up to $100,000. The reviews of the car have been glowing GM's going to introduce a luxury category Cadillac ELR, extended range EV, based on the same technology as the Chevy Volt. So who wants, though, a GM when you can have a Tesla, right? That's going to be one of the issues that they're going to have to work through. Take a look at the market numbers. Again, this morning is moving on with earnings season. We've got the SP 500 down 2, the Dow's down 30, and Nasdaq up 1. Hey, two opening bells in one segment. Yay, I did it. I did it. I've never been able to do that ever before. Coldwater Creek is considering selling its um, strategic options. Basically, sales are declining. Got an email from Jose. He said, hey, Rob, I've been thinking about doing some trading. What would you recommend me to educate myself since I'm newcomer to trading? Do you like services where people pay to learn? No. Jose, you're an idiot. And I say that with love. I say that with respect. You think out of nowhere you're going to become a trader of stocks? No college education, no no adult education, no classes, and you expect someone to teach you to trade? You're going to get smoked and not in a good way. You're going to get lit up. Uh, I don't recommend. I do not recommend If you think that suddenly you've know you been like, let's say you've been a physician or a nurse or a lawyer or a bus driver, if you think that you can read something, 100 pages, or you can get a newsletter, or you can get an online service that says green light, time to buy, red light, time to sell, I hate seeing emails like this. Try it, though. Have fun. When it doesn't work, know that you should diversify. You should get into a low-cost fund like the Russell 5000. Russell 3000 was for 5000 excuse me. Um, you should accumulate wealth. You shouldn't try to trade, but do it. See where you are after a year. If you beat the markets, i will hire you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Got a couple of events coming up in Walnut Creek. One on Money 101 on the 26th of October. It's a Saturday. One Wealth Preservation Retirement Plan, which is Saturday from 1 to 4. You can sign up at robblack.com. Bring your old phone, and I'll do something nice for you as I'm doing a fundraiser on old phones.
3: Family Safety.
1: Take control of your family's safety with Vivint. Order now for up to $1,300
2: in security equipment at no charge. to Rob Black and your money on AM-1220 KDOW.
1: Now, I don't mean to poo people who want to become day traders. Try it. I want you to. I hope it works out well for you. But the reality is if I could day trade profitably, I would. If I could do it without, like, stress, I would. I'd own a small island. Um, I've never met anyone who could. I've worked in financial media for many years. I've worked in finances for many years. I do a lot of seminars. I, I do a lot of talking. I get to know people like you, probably the biggest thing that I hate to see are people who are trying to get rich quick. If it were easy to do, I promise you, I would push for us to do it. If there were a software system that worked, I'd push for it. Typically, the people who make money in the get-rich-scenario schemes are not the people buying the material, but the people selling the material. Like, I'm not a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad. Because I, at the core of it, I think it's promising people you too can get wealthy just like me. And Kiyosaki didn't get wealthy from buying houses. He didn't get wealthy from, you know, uh, leverage deals and buyouts and issues along those areas. He got rich because he sold you books. He got rich because he sold you promises that you too could get rich. I find it kind of despicable. And I know that's pretty powerful words. But It preys on people's issue that you think somebody knows more than you. Do I know more about money than you? Yeah, I probably do. If I had a secret to trading, do you think I'd sell it to you in a book? Do you think I'd sell it to you at a seminar? If you really think that's the case? I'd go raise money. And those people are called hedge fund managers. They're the people who have algorithms that, you know, do multiple buying and selling in the same you know flash of a second. Sometimes the same stock. Will a hedge fund teach you how to do it? Probably not. In large part, they'd rather have you as a client than teach you how to do it. I would just be really, really cautious. You know, you can drop me an email, and if I come across as mean, that's okay. I can live with that, you know, damnation per se. What I can't live with is you potentially hurting yourself. And if you do, you know, it's on you, I suppose. Can't help, you know, people forever. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, what you talk about. So Apple pulls in a woman as top executive. They've got ten top executives. And now they've got one woman top executive. She's filling a long, vacant role of running Apple's retail operations. Apple still has that competitive advantage because of it. She was a successful CEO of Burberry. Stock rose as she cut costs and reshaped the product line. She'll likely be able to help Apple develop the iWatch, the second high-fashion executive Apple has hired this year. They poached Paul Denis from the CEO of Paris-based Yves Saint Laurent. It's assumed that he's helping design the iWatch and other wearable technology. The thing that I like most about her, she's a woman. Apple has a female board member in Andrea Jung of Avon. Katie Cotton leads communications. We've got a handful of women at higher ranks, but this is the first woman to be on the executive leadership team. You know, there's names like Eddie Q, Tim Cook... Jonathan Ivey, Craig Federighi, all men, all dudes. Hey, dude. So I think that's kind of nice to see. We live in a day and age where I don't, don't think businesses have to reflect culture. But women bring a lot more to the table than they did 40 years ago as far as education goes. And we need to tap into that. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Get your calls on the air. I have confidence in the resilience of the American economy. I am a little bit freaked out by the rising gap of haves and have-nots. I've been watching events in Washington with a mixture of concern and disappointment. The next few days, the next few weeks, as they play out, I've got confidence in the long-term stability. Of our economy and financial markets. We've weathered many a storms bigger than this in the past. I want you to take the, the concept of stay the course, stay the course, or buying hope is dead, buying hope is dead, buying hope is buying hope. You need to be like me. I'll teach you how to trade, I'll teach you. You to a strategy in that market, you to strategy in our market. There's people in this industry who I just find vile. just vile, because they play on you. So I'm not saying stay the course. I'm saying rebalance your portfolio. When you're truly afraid, go more defensive. But know that that's typically the wrong move. Um, Quest Diagnostics could be offering a cheaper version of a breast cancer gene test from Myriad. This is exciting times for genetics. Four months after a Supreme Court decision that invalidated its patents on myriad genetics test for breast and ovarian cancer risk, the Salt Lake City biotech firm is facing a new and very big competitor, Quest Diagnostics Laboratory Test. All Americans. All Americans need to go to their doctor every couple years. Just get a checkup, get some blood work done. That's what Quest Diagnostics does. Publicly traded company. Do I think they're going to go out of business? I do not. I think more and more tests are being done at hospitals and doctors' offices because they don't want to get sued. So, more genetics, gene by gene comparisons of hereditary cancer risks. Angelina Jolie has become you know, public face of breast cancer screen. Remember that David had a lump removed from his breast? Ah years ago probably 25 years ago but get to know your body people (laughs) and go to the doctor on occasion a lump is a lump take a look at it you know your body don't be afraid to touch yourself and figure out your health losing your health is very expensive and these diagnostic tests are getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper Amazon shares are getting a little bit of a wrinkle thrown at them today Amazon has partners with Procter Gamble and deal to sell Procter Gamble products directly from that company's warehouses. This is designed so Amazon can fill orders faster and reduce its transportation, shipping costs, and consumer staples. Got two events coming up in Walnut Creek Money 101, All Things Financial, and a Wealth Preservation Time at Planning event, October 26th at the Marriott. It's a Saturday. You can sign up for either event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'm doing a cell phone collection recycling event for charity. Bring your phone, come in for free, but let me know so I can reserve a spot for you. But I am collecting phones, and you could do me a favor by making that actually work for me, because I'm interested to see if you'll show up for me. So I'd like your money. I'll...
2: AM 1220 KDOW
1: Traffic. Big delays for your ride in a the... new responsible
2: homeowner who's faithfully made your mortgage payments. You deserve thanks for doing the right thing. And I'd like to tell you about a power 1220 KDOW and iHeart radio station. Just get saved.
1: Welcome back again. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Debate in Washington continues as October 17. Deadline nears. Harry Reid says tremendous progress has been made while White House moves to introduce their own bill. Citigroup reports underwhelming quarterly results. Strength day in financials, healthcare, technology, and telco services. Weakness in consumer discretion in industrials and utilities. Outside of financials, the relative strength of energy, up one tenth percent materials and technology, contribute to a little bit of a rebound effort going underway. We are in earnings season, and so far, the it's, it's been sloppy, to say the least. I can't tell you that it's been glorious. No way, shape, or form. Johnson, Johnson, pretty darn good. Coca-Cola, okay. Citigroup, meh. But they did earn $3 billion plus, and there's something to be said for that. You can sign up for the events coming up in Walnut Creek at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's October 26th. It's my last Saturday event, maybe forever. I don't want to say that, and then suddenly I do one or two more, but I'm starting to wind down, giving up my Saturdays. To get your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. The S&P 500 is down fractions. The Dow is down 17. The Nasdaq up 5. Welcome in. CFP Chad Burton. He is the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla when it comes to financial planning. How are you, Mr. Burton? Good. Thanks. (laughs) The Ayatollah. I like that one. Yeah, I don't think I made that up. I think I stole that from somebody. With that said, uh, let's talk a little 401k fees because companies seem to differ like golden clay. Some 401ks are ideal. Some 401ks are costly and they've got a horrible product in them. Yeah. So what do we need to know in the world of 401K and 401K fees?
4: Well, first of all, if you're an employer and, you know, you started your business, you had some employees, they wanted a 401K plan, so you started it. And a lot of times they started it with an insurance company. And the internal fees in these things are often around 2% to get the, the everything covered. And usually either you directly or your employees are paying for it right out of the account. And they're not going to lower the fees to the next fee schedule level unless you ask. Now, recent laws have said that, you know, as as a 401k program is an offering, they're going to have to send out a very clear statement on what the 401k fees are. So this is going to become a bigger issue in 2012 and 13 where people are going to realize the costs of their 401k. So, you know, once you have a good amount of assets in the plan, you're able to shop it. You're able to go to the vanguards, the T. Rowe prices, the, you know, get no-load funds and even ETFs into the 401k plan to get the fees down for your
1: employees. I think there's a law with uh, the teachers 457s and... 403Bs. 403s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a law that if they ask for a provider, it legally has to be given to them. So if, for instance, in their district they don't have Fidelity, they could raise their voice and say, I'd like to use Fidelity, that provider has to be made accessible to them, which is kind of cool.
4: You know, the, the, it's kind of a backfire on what's going on in the 403B market because I used to be able to you know, take a, somebody's 403B and roll it over into another 403B so I could manage it at the custodian right. that I use, which is TD Ameritrade. But that's almost impossible right now. So hopefully that changes. Um, pe- you know, a lot of teachers get stuck with what they're in.
1: When we started off as a young company, you know, y- you basically put your 401k assets with almost anyone, like you said. Yeah. Um, but a little bit later in life, as your company starts to mature, you have the power, and not necessarily they have the power. Early on, it does feel like you have to go with whatever anyone's willing to provide for you. Yeah.
4: And it's a much more competitive market now. So a lot of companies, uh, you know, whether it's your the ADP, your paychecks or whatever, have 401Ks that are pretty much just huge array of no-load funds that you can use and almost nearly a flat fee or a per-participant fee to do it versus super high management fees inside the account. So shop around.
1: New Focus Financially has a 401K plan. Do you have any annual maintenance fees?
4: We, we have a per-participant fee and then the annual fee to file the 5500 through through the payroll company.
1: What happens? And I was just trying to set a standard of uh, p- you know what people can expect out mm-hmm. there because obviously the New Focus Financial is going to be on top of their 401k, trying to take care of their employees. Uh, what if you work for a company that has a bad like high annual fees or a housing fee or a trading fee or mutual fund fees? Uh, what's your your mode of you know? I I, I get people that email me and they said I just hate it. my 401k options are too expensive. So
4: you got to get two to three or four people together and you've got to Send emails to the HR department. It's part of HR's job is to make sure that the employee benefits are run correctly. And part of the prudent man rule is to make sure people are educated. If you're going to offer a 401k, too, as a business, you've got to educate people, um, including yourselves on what funds are good and bad inside the program.
1: Well, I work at Cron, and I could tell you that, and, you know, from talking to the teachers, I could tell you the HR departments are not very smart. Yeah. You know, the HR departments care more about sexual harassment versus educating people on investment options. Uh, and I'm the financial guy at a TV stage, and then I see, you know, just these amazing, just salespeople from just horrible companies come in. And uh, they bring pizza, and they're like, you should sign up for our funds, and their funds are the high load funds. And HR doesn't know what they're, they're getting these people in doing.
4: Yeah, and at least, you know, now if you're 55 or older and you have a 401k plan with a large amount and you don't like it, most plans allow you to do what's called an in service rollover where you can roll over into an IRA, a self managed IRA. Um, at least a minimum of your contributions. Okay. So if you're really unhappy or you want some day-to-day help with managing your funds, you can call up uh, your 800 number on your statement and say, am I eligible for an in-service rollover to an IRA? Okay. That way you can either manage it yourself or hire a money manager
1: to, to do it for you. That's something you sometimes recommend, where people want to work with a financial planner like yourself and all their assets are in their 401K. You say, are you X amount of age and... Can you do an in-service rollover because it's a way for you uh, to help them outside of their own 401k plan?
4: Yeah, and, and a lot of it, too, has to do with uh, most of the time it's because we're looking at the 401k choices that they have, and the bond choices are awful. Okay. And this is the hardest area to manage right now, and where a lot of risk lies in the next couple of years as interest rates will likely creep up after the uh, quantitative easing process is over.
1: Anything else that we need to know?
4: Uh, you know, just on your 401k's too, it's something that you have to manage one of two ways: by either rebalancing it through the automatic rebalancer, or make sure you change where your contributions are going to rebalance your
1: portfolio. I don't always keep my eye on my 401k. I kind of like let it accumulate, but there's a button that's auto rebalance.
4: Yeah, you can auto rebalance every one, once a year, twice a year, or every quarter. Okay.
1: And mathematically that just um, it's taking a look that you have too much small caps and it's saying let's buy some large cap because they've under it before it's just Yeah. It, you know,
4: it causes you to, to, to sell high and buy low.
1: There you go. It's C F P Chad Burton. You can find him at Newfocusfinancial dot com. It's newfocusfinancial dot com. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. During that little segment there, I was taking a look at some other things. SoftBank is buying a 51% stake into a game maker from Finland. Uh, What's interesting about that, they're called Supercell. They were founded in 2010. It's kind of like the little life after Nokia, kind of. Kind of. Um, And SoftBank, obviously, they bought Sprint. They're trying to get more into the tablets and more into the U.S. market. And the gaming mobile platforms, smart way to go about it. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air today. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. There is a headline that I saw that kinda made me giggle. It says Apple going into Hulk mode today. I don't know what that means, but I think the product demand is there. I was at a Verizon store yesterday and just playing with the phone. And they're pushing the five C hard. The 5S has uh, the more expensive price tag towards it. The 5C probably has better margins because it's basically just an old iPhone 5, but now with a plastic case. Again, I haven't looked at direct margins yet, but that appears to be the issue on the outside. So what's interesting to note about that is that the high-end phone, there continues to be a demand. People are willing to pay for it. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about I've got a Twitter page, Rob Black Show. Um, anytime that I interview someone like Patrick O'Hare from Briefing, I'll put a link to it. I cut out the other parts of the show and just you know get a direct link to it. Um, follow me, Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. I have an event coming up in Walnut Creek at the Marriott. Money 101 in the morning. So that's for people who are younger. It always discourages me to see people who are 60 or 70 at an event like that because you don't have time to accumulate wealth anymore. The afternoon event is for people who have accumulated wealth. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Um, I'm doing a phone drive for charity. So bring your old cell phone. Uh, look through your drawers. Just the cell phone. It can be broken. It's fine. Bring whatever you can and... Uh, Let's see if we can't pull in 100-plus phones. That would be awesome. With that said, uh, I don't ever ask for much. I just, on occasion, like raising a little money for charity here and there, local. I keep it in the community. Um, You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. The Obama Affordable Care Act is under-delivering as far as people... Signing up, they wanted 7 million. They're more at about 300,000. There's positives and negatives in that kind of angle. Uh, you know, we're dealing with a Congress right now who's pretty dysfunctional. It'll be interesting to see what happens if we don't get through that, if we do get through that ceiling. But everyone seems to be positioned for a last second compromise. No one wants this to go through. Because they know it's bad for you. Your mortgage rates will go higher, your credit card rates will go higher. It's bad for confidence. What took two years of growing confidence has been wiped out in two weeks. It's Rob Black and your money. Find me online at robblack.com.
2: Waiting after a four day rally, three points at seven. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. So I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. One of the longtime bosses of German candy maker, Haribo. 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 The guys that make gummy bears. Hans Riegel. He's died. He was 90. He died of a heart attack. Him and his younger brother, Riegel. Hans and Riegel. They rebuilt the family firm after World War II. What's interesting to note about this is one of the brothers went into... Marketing and promoting. The other one went into production and distribution. It's coming out as 6,000 employees. Can you imagine the original Gummy Bear? 6,000 employees. I, I, that took me as a little bit of a shocker. Teach calls in there. It's 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Everyone's gone crazy over the new Eminem song, Rap God. When I say everyone, the Internet, Twitter, Facebook. Tweeting and hashtags is pretty important. Um, Because as we have a smartphone, we're watching our phone. We're checking our emails while we're watching TV. It's called the second screen experience. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, fantastic actor can't watch that show Blacklist on NBC, because to me it's like, eh, it's just Silence of the Lambs with a lamer actor. But Anthony Hopkins wrote a letter to Brian Cranston and the whole cast of Breaking Bad and said, brilliant. Sometimes you don't have to over-explain. Um, 800? 516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Toyota Prius plug-in. Dropping in price amidst waning interest. That's interesting. California, big buyer of the Prius. So as it comes cheaper, we become more interested in it. I did a corporate lease on one that I was just bitterly disappointed. Just bitterly. Uh, Tesla sold about 15,000 of their Model S sedan, which starts at about $60,000. When you start looking at that number, 15,000, you know, the Chevy Volt sold about 16,000 in the first nine months of the year. It's not that many, is it? Uh, 40 miles per gallon? I tell you, on a Corolla, can get 40 miles a gallon and cost less than $20,000. So we have options. Gasoline prices look to be heading lower. 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 So gas prices seem to be heading lower for the rest of the year, in large part due to an EPA mandate on Clean Air Act and how Clean Air Act, I think, was 2005. Um, It's kind of nice to see. I think the Americans will use it as a tax break. Apple must be paying... Angela Ahrens, gobs and gobs of money. She made $27 million last year working for Burberry. Tough to leave that job, unless you got something pretty well lined up elsewhere. Amazon shares are selling off after a relationship deal with Procter & Gamble. They're going to get products directly from their warehouses, the partnerships designed so that Amazon can fill orders faster and reduce its transportation shipping costs. So they'll set up the shipping straight from there. Instead of having to wait for it to come to them, saves them a little bit of money. Saves Procter & Gamble a little bit of money. Builds a little bit more profit. Like a friend of mine owns a paper company, and he was giving me a breakdown on styrofoam. And he's like, "You don't know how good that was for business, because restaurants—they're no longer allowed to use styrofoam, and like you can't make money delivering styrofoam." He says, "You fill up your van, and it's—you know—the margins on it are nothing." So now you can actually differentiate your, your product um, without that styrofoam cheapness, per se. The continued wrangling of Congress right now, debt ceiling shut down, there's a couple things that you want to look for in earnings. You want to look for companies having the best quarter in over a year. Earnings per share, the aggregate's expected to be up about 4%. Some people see it up about 3%. You know, the companies have reported, typically, they under-promise and overdeliver, over-deliver. But if they over-deliver, we're talking about a 7 to 8% growth rate So for earnings, and that's pretty good. We're going to want to continue to hear an earnings call today, Intel and Yahoo, and CSX, what do they say about the shutdown? No one's going to say it's been negative up to date, but they will say it could be negative going forward. You want to see an improving outlook. These are words that you're looking for. You're looking for you know, solid forecasts of earnings growth. You want to see stronger overseas demand, especially Europe. Europe slowly getting better. But we also want to see China and Japan, who have also recently made some strides on the positive side. Dividend increases, always a good thing. In addition of ongoing boom and buybacks, dividends are on the rise. SP 500 dividends have surged 15% of the last year, now up 26% year-over-year from their peaks. Third quarter is historically not the biggest of the year for dividend increases. Probably end of the year, but still, we want to continue to watch it. And you want to look at how rising interest rates going to start playing on companies. Changes in interest rates can be a significant driver of results in some industries, especially any tie towards housing, bank lending in particular. Four times a year, investors focus on the fundamentals earnings season. It's my favorite time of year. Don't forget, I'm coming to your part of town. I've got three more events planned for this year two in Walnut Creek on the weekend of October 26th, Saturday. I'm doing a phone drive for charity. Bring your old cell phone. It could be broken, it could be in your cabinet. Just bring it. Donate it to me, and I'll make sure that it gets in a good place. You can sign up for the events at robblack.com. <laughs>
2: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network. This station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be
0: construed as legal, tax, or investment advice